This is the Thrive Podcast with Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. And now, Pastor Fred Jeff Smith. Hi, this is Fred Jeff Smith, and I welcome you to another edition. I believe this is the sixth edition of the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. Thrive is our acronym. Thrive stands for Transformative Thinking. Helps ministry, renewed relationships, invitation to evangelism, visionary worship, and excellence in administration. I am very delighted today uh, to have uh, as our guest uh, Pastor Dale Flowers, pastor of the New Sunlight Baptist Church of Baton Rouge and the Redwood Baptist Church of Slaughter, Louisiana, as well as the director of the Baptist Student Center, uh, the Theodore Judson Jemison Baptist Student Center on the campus of Southern University. Pastor Flowers, glad to have you here Thank with you. us today. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me here today. Tell us about your ministry. Tell, g- give us a background on who you are and uh, how, how you came into the ministry here in Baton Rouge. I am uh, an original uh, Baton Rouge resident, uh, born and raised right. As a matter of fact, uh, was in Cub Scouts right here at Shiloh yes, when sir. I was a little boy. Uh, grew up at New Sunlight Baptist Church, baptized there by J.R. Williams. Uh, left there my teenage years. Uh, my mom had a rule, if you live in my house, you're going to church on Sunday morning. I understand that, that was rule her very rule. well. So uh, the only way you could get out is you had a job. Uh, so I went out and uh, I got a job at the Sicily Family Steakhouse, and I volunteered to wash dishes on Sunday morning, <laughs> <laughs> just so I wouldn't have just to, to keep go from to going church. to church. That on was Sunday. it. That was it. So okay. uh, I, I got out, you know, and then I finally, you know, as as a young adult, you know, I left the church. I moved away, went to California for a few years, uh, and returned back. Uh, I joined New Saint John Baptist Church under the leadership of W. Marshall Miles. Yes, sir. And I began to feel this call to work, and I knew that the Lord was calling me to preach, but I did not want to preach. So I, I made a deal, I thought, with the Lord. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll work with young people. Uh, so we began to work with a young man at uh, New St. John, and I was having a great time there. And the Lord said, yeah, that, that's good, but that's not what I called you to do. So yes, sir. I accepted that call, and uh, I've been in ministry now since uh, 1996. Preached my first sermon in January of 1996. Uh, went on to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary uh, to receive my, my master's. Yeah, great school, yes, great sir. school. I uh, got my master's of divinity and leadership from New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Undergraduate, Southern University in mass communication. Uh, I've been now at New Sunlight. I was called over by Dr. J.R. Williams uh, to be the youth minister. Yes, sir. Uh, and when he called me over, he sat me down in his office. He said, nah, uh, they calling you the youth minister, but you my assistant. Yes, sir. And whatever I tell you to do, that's what you do. Yes, sir. And I said exactly <laughs> what you said. Yes, sir. No. And um, Dr. Williams is planning on retiring at the end of the year 2000, and the Lord called him home in June of 2000. And I didn't know, but he'd spoken with the deacons and asked that they would accept me uh, as the next pastor. And yes, they sir. got together and put it before the church and... 18 years later, uh, I'm still the pastor of New Sunlight, very proud pastor of that congregation, uh, right around the corner from you here yes, in sir. South Baton Rouge. Yes, sir. Uh, and about two years ago, um, Redwood was looking for a pastor. I didn't know. I got a call, and um, they were looking, and their time was 11 o'clock as well. So I said, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm at 11 o'clock. There's no way I can apply for this. And right. 
They said, well, look, if we choose you, we'll actually move our service to 8 a.m. So I said, okay, I'll apply. And here we are. Yes, and sir. They moved their service, and we have a wonderful time uh, at Redwood. It, it's a wonderful congregation, just good people who love the Lord and serve the Lord. So uh, I've got two wonderful congregations that I just love to death, and we're doing our best to represent God in a way that brings him glory and is helpful to those that he sends us to minister to. Yes, sir. And you're working up at Southern. Correct. I'm at suit. Southern University. I'm the uh, director of the uh, T.J. Jemison Center there. Been there about a year now, and uh, we're, we're reaching the college kids as best we can. As a matter of fact, tomorrow uh, we're going to be on campus. You know, you got to reach them by the stomach sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Gonna be, we're going to be passing out jambalaya in the union oh, tomorrow. That's great. Uh, just to introduce ourselves again to them, let them know what's going on at the uh, Baptist Student Center, mm -hmm. to get them over there. You know, there's prayer, there's counseling, just a nice place to come in and study and whatnot. And uh, we got Bible study on Wednesdays at 12 noon as well as 6 p.m. Uh, so we're just trying to minister to them as best we can. And, and not just the students, but the faculty and staff and everybody on the campus in the North Baton Rouge area. Yes, sir. Well, you keep yourself very busy. And yeah, we do. you're also a husband and a father. Yes, sir. And uh, you, you're wearing a bunch of yes, hats. Yes, sir. My uh, oldest daughter is a junior at Southern, music yes, major. Uh, and I'm, I'm so thankful that uh, I didn't accept my call until I was 32 years old in ministry, but she knows where she belongs. She's yes, in music. She's a beautiful voice. Uh, she's actually our musician at uh, New Sunlight. Yes, sir. Uh, and and she, she's just, God has gifted her with this gift of music, and she, she's doing it for his glory. Then I've got a nine-year-old, uh, and my, I say my oldest is a junior in college, and my nine-year-old is a junior in elementary school. <laughs> and, uh, she's she's a delight. Yeah, I love yeah. reading about you all's conversations on Facebook. Yeah, she yeah. keeps me on my feet. Yeah. She does. She That's does. wonderful. That's wonderful. And uh, your, your older daughter, I've, I've heard her sing when I've been to New Sunlight. Yeah. She's a very talented that young lady. Is. So you are on the front line of uh, civic involvement, social justice right. issues, here in Baton Rouge. You didn't just get there yesterday. You've been on the yes. front line. And I thought it would be good because we spend a lot of our time uh, here talking about social justice issues on this podcast. We spend a lot of our time talking about social justice issues. I thought it would be good to have someone who uh, is actually doing the work in our community uh, to have an opportunity to talk about it. I know that your main focus right now is on McKinley High School and, yes, and the debate that's going on there. But actually, we came to know a little bit, know each other a little bit better through the work that you were doing uh, in the aftermath of the Alton Sterling shooting. Yes, Did you want to talk about that at all? Sure, yeah. Uh, and, and again, you and I, again, uh, kindred spirits in that, that area where we recognize that social justice is a part of what God calls us into. Uh, we recognize the importance of, of that spiritual aspect. Of course, when we leave here, you know, we, we've got to make sure that spiritually we're lined up with God. Yeah. But once we're saved, there's more to life than that. And uh, God's calling us to reach out in the community to be the difference makers. Uh, and it is my belief, this is just me now, but I believe that our community, the black community, is in the shape that it's in because the church has taken a back seat. Mm -hmm. Where When we were out front leading the way, that's when we made strides as a community. And I think that's what our church was founded on, the yes, black sir. church, uh, to fight, uh, to fight against injustice, to fight against the status quo, when the status quo isn't good for everyone. Uh, so that's, that's my philosophy in ministry. 
Uh, we, we worked uh, out in Sterling uh, after that horrific uh, incident where uh, he was shot and killed by uh, police officers. Um, we're, we're still uh, working on that one. It's been a, a year and a half now. It's been yeah, 19, 19 months. Still it. waiting to hear from the attorney general as to whether or not any charges are going to be brought. Yeah. 19 months, and he's still on paid administrative leave, Salamone and Lake, uh, and, and, and it's just a, a travesty that uh, uh, this can go on this long and no one seems to be motivated uh, to move with any dispatch yeah, to, yeah. to bring some kind of remedy to this situation. It's a sad situation for that family and for our community at large. Uh, and I know that, that, that you post because we post, and you get up early in the morning. I, I appreciate the fact that you get up as early as I do. We, yeah. we post uh, every morning uh, the, the, the day count, That's uh, right. how many days it has been since uh, this death and the fact that nothing has taken place and 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 we do it not to bring glory to ourselves we do no, it just no. to keep it in the forefront of the minds of the community and to remind people uh somebody who may be listening reading that right. uh that we're not completely silent and we have not let this matter drop That's completely right. out of right. sight uh talk about mckinley high school and, and about the, the the situation that exists there yes i am a, <clears throat> a proud graduate of mckinley high school 1982 I'm currently the uh, president of our alumni association. Um, so we're, we're working to ensure that McKinley uh, continues to be the school that it is in our community. It's a school where we've, we've graduated. Uh, we were today with uh, Judge Pitcher, who's the first elected black judge in the city of Baton Rouge. Well, he's a McKinley graduate. Yes, sir. Earlier today, I was with uh, Senator Joe Delpit, who's the first elected councilman and state rep and uh, senator black in the city of Baton Rouge. He's a McKinley graduate. Uh, John Michael Guidry, uh, John, uh, Cleo Fields, and then business owners and leaders and other individuals. So we, we've got a rich history, but what we want to do is ensure that our future is just as rich. Yes, sir. Uh, and there, there's been, there, there's a tax that is, is on the ballot, will be on the ballot April 28th. Uh, that tax will bring in a billion dollars to the East Baton Rouge Parish School Board. That billion dollars... Um, there's a percentage, uh, $75 million, that's going to go to truancy. Uh, there is another percentage, about 300 and some odd million, that's going to go to ensure that our teachers, th that they will re remain at their current pay. It's about $4,000. If, if that does not pass, our teachers are going to lose about $4,000 uh, a month, I think it is. And, of My course, God. when that happens, or it may be 4000 a year. I think it's 4000 a year. When that happens... Those teachers are going to be leaving sure. this parish. Sure. Uh, and then the, the third proposal is for construction. And that's about $716 million. And that's got to be divided, divided up, of course, between the various schools that are going to be uh, updated, some torn down, some completely uh, rebuilt, some just renovated. Mm -hmm. uh, McKinley is uh, on the list uh, to be one of those schools that will receive some of these funds. Uh, the amount that we're told is from 30 to $35 million. Uh, they want to update the school, uh, do some things, test some buildings down, leave some buildings there, as well as add a junior high school on the Buchanan site. They'll tear that school down. Those students will go to U High where a new campus will be, will be built. 
and then they'll build a junior high school there, and that junior high will feed into McKinley, an actual junior high, not uh, a middle school. I think you and I are probably junior high school guys, right. seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Right. That's what this will be. It'll be okay. seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Then the high school will be 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Okay. Uh, and that will, of course, feed into McKinley. Well, they're talking again 30 to $35 million. Well, we've had two high schools recently uh, built or rebuilt in the city of Baton Rouge, and both of those high schools are high schools that we compete with for students. That's Lee High School, which recently, I think, as early as, well, as recent as last year, because this is the first year, it was rebuilt at a cost of over $50 million. Yes. Baton Rouge High School was rebuilt within the last six or seven years at a cost of over $50 million. Now, we recognize that some of that, they went in and found some things, so you spend a little bit more money than maybe you intended to spend, you know, in the beginning. But to come at us with $35 million when you've spent 50 on each of these schools and we've got to compete with those schools, we're at a disadvantage now, we're going to be at a disadvantage then. If a parent comes to McKinley uh, and I'm trying to get my child, my son or daughter, in, into a high school. Yes, sir. Uh, McKinley has great programs, great teachers, great administration. Let's look at it. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to visit Lee High School and Baton Rouge High School. I'm going to say these high schools have great programs, great teachers, great administration, and they've got great facilities. Right. And that will sell them on those schools. We're saying give us those same facilities and we'll compete. We'll compete with anybody in this city, in this state, but don't shortchange us and then expect us to do uh, what other high schools are doing. And, and we're ready to compete. Mm -hmm. We just want to make sure that it's on an equal footing. We're not asking for more. We don't want to accept less. Same. That's all we're asking. Be makes fair. sense. It makes perfect sense. If I'm not mistaken, McKinley High School is the third largest high school in the Paris school system? Correct. Correct. There are currently 1,200 students at McKinley High School. 1,200 students. And you can spend fifty-four million on one and fifty-three million on the other, but not fifty million on two. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> you're you're actually putting two schools That's right. onto one That's uh, right. uh, campus. That's right. Uh, it just doesn't seem to yeah. compute. What, what do they say? A blind man can see. Yeah. The injustice. Here. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you, you talk about graduates. Uh, we're in the Charles T. Smith Library. Of course. And of from course. his grave, That's he'd right. have a fit if I did not That's say. Right. Charles is. Smith is a 1948 That's graduate right. of McKinley High School. That's right. And, and I have two nieces that, that both graduated That's from right. McKinley High neighbors. School. So yeah. uh, uh, I, while I'm not uh, a product of McKinley, McKinley runs through my blood as well. And it runs through the blood of several so of the members many. of this yes. church. Uh so, so you've had meetings, discussions with the school board. Yes. Tell us about the progress of that. Share with fact, us I what you can. just came from a meeting. Uh, and um, what we put on the table to them, we, we've received their proposal, and we have now gone to them and said, these are the things that we want. Uh, what we're asking for is one school. We're saying we don't need a junior high school. Let's have one school, 7th through 12th grade, similar to, not similar, but what they have at Northeast right mm -hmm. now, 7th through 12th grade, one administration, one principal, and that'll be our school, McKinley High School. Mm -hmm. uh, we're asking that uh, they move up. Right now, McKinley is slotted to be built in the fifth or sixth year. There's an order in which they're going to rebuild these schools or build new schools. Right now, McKinley is slotted to be rebuilt or renovated in year five or year six. 
Well, five or six years from now, Lehigh and Patrick Child is going to be so far ahead of us right. that we're not going to be able to catch up. Right. So we're saying move us up uh, to the first year, no later than the second year. So timeline so is important. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Of course. And I, I well, of course it is. Of yeah. Of course it is. So we're saying move us up because if if you if we remain here, we're going to fall further and further behind it, and we may never catch up. So that's what we're asking. We're also asking for programs. Currently, uh, there are some great programs at uh, McKinley High School. We want to keep each of those programs. There's gifted, there's talented, there's great scholars, there's um, ROTC, uh, there's um, uh, some, some other programs, uh, special uh, education, there's a, a dual track enrollment, and we want to keep all of those, but we also want to add a law studies program. We want to add a certified nurses aid program. Uh, we want to add a robotics program, and we're asking that that ROTC uh, move all the way down to seventh grade. And we're asking all of these programs to run throughout our school, from seventh grade to twelfth grade. Mm -hmm. So these young people will have an opportunity to, to remain on the same track to graduate from a school with a, with with a diploma that they can do something with. That would be a wonderful opportunity and something that's rare in this day and time to have a group of kids that can stay together from grade seven all the way through Correct. the end of their secondary uh, education career. Is there any, and I'm asking because I honestly don't know, is there any relationship between McKinley High School and Louisiana State University because it's very close to LSU yes. in, in geography. But I don't know, is, is there any relationship that exists between LSU and McKinley? I think there is uh, to some, I don't know exactly what, but I've heard and you know talked with some folks that students from, from uh, LSU come over and work uh, with, uh, with McKinley students. I don't know if there's anything beyond that. Okay. Well, if 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 you could get LSU in your corner, oh, uh, LSU is a huge voice in in this community. Yeah. Uh, you, you, as you said, you just came out of a meeting uh, with uh, school board administration. What do you think their response was to what you were asking? Um, they they were very receptive to uh, the programs, uh, and they were uh, receptive to the one school. Uh, they were not receptive to moving uh, the, the timeline time up uh, because they say that they have, have this lined up and a progression that has to take place. But our argument is still, if you leave McKinley five years from now where you're going to begin, we're going to be so far behind. We're losing students. We, we lost a third of our ninth grade class to Lee High School this year. We're going to lose another third and another third, and that's it. Yeah. And we want to ensure again that we're, we're that we're competing. Yeah. And academically, we can compete. Technology, we can't. There was a story that was told by a parent that her son, who's who's a McKinley student, went to Lee High School earlier this year because he's in robotics at McKinley High School. Went over to Lee High School and was in awe. Mm -hmm. Looked around like, wow, and came back. We don't have any of this at McKinley. Right. What? Why is this? And you know, it, it it just shows the disparity, you know, between one school and another. Yeah. And we're we're not knocking Lee High. We're saying give us the same thing sure. at McKinley High. We're, sure. we're we're proud of what Lee High is doing. We're proud of what Baton Rouge High is doing. But we can do 
the same thing if we're given what they've been given. Sure. And at the end of the day, it's it's supposed to be about the children. That's right. And, and about giving uh, every child in every part of the public school system the best opportunity to excel and achieve. Uh, so I wish you well. And uh, I want to, I've said to you privately, I'll say through this podcast, uh, I pledge my personal support and Shiloh's support in whatever way that we can uh, offer support uh, in your endeavor. I would hope that uh, uh, the school board would recognize that uh, you do need the voters' approval for for this tax to go forward. We're hoping that and, as well. And uh, they, they might want to reconsider their position. Talk about expanding from from McKinley into the larger arena of social justice mm-hmm. issues. Talk about how we, your perceptions of how we as African Americans can better leverage our influence in in this community. Uh, I, I have said on this podcast, I've said in my church Bible studies, we don't match up with dollars. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we can't compete dollar-wise. Uh-huh. We don't match up when it comes to uh, positions uh, mm-hmm. of power within this community. Correct. But we do have the leverage of the vote, and we do have the leverage of righteousness. And, we have to and, and, and that's where the theological aspect of this comes in. Share with us, if you don't mind, your perspective about what it is that we can leverage in these kinds of discussions and debates. There's a book, uh, Powernomics, by Claude Anderson. And in that book, he shares uh, some very uh, uh, important points uh, that I think uh, and practices that if we could come together on one page, of course, not all of us, but if enough of us could unite together behind one cause, I think we could achieve so much in this city. Uh, We could come together uh, when it comes to some of the things that we've talked about is financing. Uh, we don't have as much money as some others, but we've got enough churches in Baton Rouge that if we would come together and put our money, we say, it in one banking institution mm-hmm. and then go to that institution and say, hey, our money is in your bank now. We want these things done in our community, and we want you to finance. We're not asking you to go out on a limb and you know finance folks who can't get financed elsewhere, but these people are ready. They've got a business plan. They're going to come to you. We're going to back them to ensure that our community is built by us mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you get to that righteousness part, we recognize that righteousness and justice are one and the same. Yes. You know, we, we've, we've, we've somehow separated righteousness from justice. They're, they are one and the same, that we seek justice for everyone. I think that's what God calls us into. Uh, and I think when we live up, when we live up to that, and we live that out, we're going to be successful. Uh, social justice is a part of our ministry uh, as believers in Christ, be it every member of the church. I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but we have to have those leaders to be out front and show us the way, and, and open our eyes to it, and open our hearts to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think the church is has always been. And will always be the catalyst to move us forward. I, I, I tend to agree. I'm, I'm frustrated uh, often because I know that uh, there are segments of our community, I, and, and I can't just say it, it's all youth because mm-hmm. not all of them are young. There are segments of our community that 
have estranged themselves. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it that way from from the church, and yes. and and quite honestly, don't have a whole lot of good to mm-hmm. say about uh, the church. I was uh, I, I made mention in uh, my eight o'clock worship Sunday that uh, I was reading. Uh, comments that were on a Facebook site about a discussion about the relationship between crime in our community and the fact that. that there are so many churches in, in the Baton Rouge yeah, area. And, and, and I was very disheartened by some of the comments that yes. were made by African-American folk yes. with regard to the African-American church mm-hmm. and African-American clergy. And it, it strikes me that there is a sense of not only uh, despair, but, but absolute bitterness mm-hmm. that exists uh, within certain segments. How do you think we can, as, as the church, respond to that? And I really think it's on us. I don't think it's on them. I think we're, we're the ones who have to reach out to change this. And I think we do it by uh, showing compassion, as Christ did. Uh, we do it by uh, leading by example and not just preaching to them, mm-hmm. uh, but walking with them and talking with them and nurturing them. we got to recognize there's a generation. You and I were raised in church. Right. There's a generation now, maybe two generations, that I'll use the term unchurched. Mm-hmm. They don't have a relationship. Mom and dad didn't make them get up right. and go to, boy, you're going to Sunday school. You're going to worship. And they have no idea of what the church really is other than what they see on television. Right. And what they see on television oftentimes is a money grab. Yeah. And they see that and they think that every church on every corner is in it for the money. Yeah. Well, you and I both know that uh, we could make Certainly not a whole lot more money doing something doing else with things. our lives. That's right. This is a call <clears throat> and we're committed to it. Uh, are there something that, are there some folks that fleece the church? Yes. But that's not the majority. Right. The majority are out here. We're working hard. And then the other thing is some of us have got to get out of our comfort zones and get out, get out of our churches, mm-hmm. get out into the community again, walk with these young men and young ladies. I spend time two or three times a month just walking my community. Right. And there are individuals now who know me. You know, They know who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was laughing. This was years ago. But I was outside in the parking lot with some of my members. And a young man rode by, you know, on a bicycle. Hey, Reb, how you doing? And my members were like, <laughs> you know him? Yeah. And my response was, you should know him. Absolutely. We're part of this community. And we've got to get out and show folks that we're not just in the community. Yes. But we're part of the community. Yes. And I think that trust has to be built. And it's on us. It's not on them. Some are going to accept it, some won't, mm-hmm. but we've got to at least make the effort. Yeah, uh, I, I tend to agree um, that that uh, we do have to do more. Uh, I really wish that uh, we had uh, greater help uh, mm-hmm. uh, from, from others within the church community. Uh, uh, here I go on my soapbox. Well, I agree. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, Shiloh is 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 a charter member, if if I can use that terminology, of the Fourth District Missionary Baptist mm-hmm. Association, and uh, I still uh, maintain our membership with the association. Yes. But 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 I am disheartened mm-hmm. that 
as an association of 200 plus churches across six parishes, uh, we have not used our collective voice, our leverage uh, within uh, our community to bring about, uh, if not change, at least calling attention to the fact that changes need to mm -hmm. be made. Mm -hmm. I, I often say to, to my folks in Bible study, it's our job to be David's Nathan. It. It's our job it. to to go <laughs> to right. the one in power and put our finger in his face mm -hmm. and say, you are the man and, and to demand change. And is there risk involved? Absolutely. Course, There's risk course. involved. Will, will there perhaps be backlash? Of course it's there coming. will be. But uh, we have an obligation. It's a calling. And uh, I, I just feel like we're not doing enough in that area. Now, you know, I, I, I was raised by a man who served as president of, of, of the association, believed in the association. Mm -hmm. And we would often get into debates about the association. Uh -huh. and, and my attitude was they're not doing anything. You, you can't fix anything from the outside. You have to be a part of it if you're going to make changes yes, in sir. it. Well, I'll be honest with you. Over the last five years, uh, I, 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 have, I have distanced myself. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm starting to question myself with regard to to that because uh, distancing might be personally convenient mm -hmm. for me but it doesn't do anything to to rectify uh, the problem uh, I don't believe in in the formalized structure yeah. I think that the model is broken and yes. needs to be fixed uh, I much prefer when uh, I can call people like you and, and Pastor Errol Domain and Pastor Tommy Gibson mm -hmm. and uh, some others to come together and without uh, Robert's Rules of Order and without a formalized uh, charter, uh, people of goodwill and of similar mind and of similar heart and of similar theological attitude can come together and discuss uh, the issues of the day and, and develop plans that uh, we believe can help move our community forward. Uh, What's your attitude? I think I know the answer, well, but, but share with me. What's your attitude I, I about agree. about I, the structure of I, of, I, of our of I our clergy and exactly our churches? Exactly what you're saying. I agree with it, and I I'm, I've been thinking along those same lines lately. And it's it, it's the politics of it, you know. That hey, let's we see what needs to be done, and this is what gets me time and time again. We got to go study something. We got to try. No, we know what the problem is, right. and we know what needs to be done. Right. It's already been studied. The answer is here. Let's move forward. But we want to spend so much time talking, you know. And and I'm, I would rather work at something than than than, than to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that's my issue. Uh, but I've been thinking about those same things when it comes to the fourth district uh, about being how do I become more involved and when that involvement takes place, can it be the ministry that it should be mm -hmm. because. Uh, that many churches, uh, that much power, uh, when it's wielded properly, Correct. can be a force in this community and in, in every parish. You know, when we come in with that much power yes. and we say, this is what we want for our community, they're going to have to give it because what? Votes count. Yeah. 
And that's what you have there. But you got to use that, again, for righteousness and for justice yes. for all. Yes, I, I, I agree. You're a runner. Uh, One yeah. of the things that I've I, I, I have uh, I, I've I've watched on on your Facebook page is that you regularly, almost daily, put up a picture of you after you've run five k or six k yeah. or something yeah. like that. How'd you get into running? Uh, I've I've been running, man, all of my life. I was uh, I started running track. I was of course running since. I was walking, I guess, mm -hmm. but I started running track at Dufrock. Uh, I ran uh, for Mr. Washington, uh, fifth grade and sixth grade on the relay teams. Went to Westdale, uh, ran there uh, in uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Went to Terra for two years before I actually went to McKinley. Okay. Went to Terra for two years and okay. lettered in track at Terra High School. And then when I left Terra, I went to McKinley and I ran track there. Uh, and I, 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 it's my it's my time to relax. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm not as fast as I was <laughs> then. So, the so fact it's, that it's, you can still about, do it. And that's what I say. It's not about the speed. I used to run for speed. I used to have times where I would run for speed. Mm -hmm. Other times I'd run for distance. That speed stuff is over. <laughs> I understand. I just run for distance now. So if I can get a 5K in, I try and get out every other day, three to four times a week. And it clears my mind. Uh, I, I'm honestly talking to God out there. I've had times where I'm just talking and folks will see me in a couple of days. Rev, I saw you talking to yourself. <laughs> I was having a conversation with the Lord I understand. when we were talking. I so understand. I enjoyed it. I've, uh, I had a puppy given to me uh, a couple of months now, back in December. Uh, guy, I had a German Shepherd, my favorite dogs, what I've always owned. Mm -hmm. And about three years ago, I uh, took him to the vet, said he'd been poisoned. I still don't believe to this day that someone in my neighborhood did that, but that's what the vet said. Mm -hmm. So I told this guy right across the street, he's not a member, Greg, uh, lives right across the street from New Sunline. We talk all the time. Drove up to church one Sunday. He says, hey, Reb, I got a puppy for you. Hey, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I said, I'll, I'll have him for you after worship. I said, no, you won't. I'm not ready for a puppy. So you give me a few days. So uh, I got ready for him. He's a beautiful German Shepherd, solid black, nitro. Uh, he's four months old now, and I'm thinking in a, sometime mid-summer, He'll be ready to join. He'll be ready to run with you. Huh? Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna like it, but <laughs> he'll be joining me on these uh, runs. That's wonderful. So, that's I'm looking wonderful. forward to that. Uh, Pastor Greg Coates uh, was a runner in school. I don't yeah, know. Greg yeah, still Greg, runs Greg was a triple not. jumper uh, yeah. in Capital High School. A real good one too. Yeah, real yeah, good one. Yeah, I, I was ahead of you guys. I I actually was on my cross country team in Baton Rouge High. Oh man! And uh, I threw the discus. And, and and the shot put, we were horrible. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, shot had some great great track teams yeah, back then. Yeah, well, not 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 mine. <laughs> Our, ours was was absolutely horrible. Oh, man. But uh, I never enjoyed running. I hated it. That was my. Uh, if if somebody didn't go out and make me run. Uh, I just wouldn't do oh. it, which explains why oh, I look I like I, I look and you look like you it, look. Well, but now that I'm 56 ago. years old and I'm starting to, to recognize that time is getting short, I ain't going to run no more. Mm -hmm. Running day is over. <laughs> but I do get out and walk every morning. Yeah. And I feel as good about my walk as That's you do right. about That's your run. That's good exercise. That's yeah. good. I've been, I love running. I, as a matter of fact, I tried to – I went out for the football team at, at McKinley. Okay. Uh, and – I had speed, so but I couldn't catch the ball. Mm -hmm. I couldn't catch the ball. And I could catch, but I couldn't catch the <laughs> ball that day. I'm 
pads and whatnot. The ball yeah. kept hitting. So uh, Coach uh, Coach Turner, uh, Albert Charles Turner, he said, uh, "That boy fast. He can't catch." <laughs> so the next day. All of my pads were in the locker, and I passed by and waved at them. I was going to run around the lake. I said, yeah. I'm going to stick with what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I love it. I do. So do you, do you ever run marathons or have you run no, marathons? No, no, that's not what I want to do. That, okay. I just want to run far enough to say I got to run. Okay. I, I look at those guys and more power to them with these 26 miles. I'm yeah. Like, why would I run well, 26 miles? I asked, why would I run around the corner? But that's a different question. <laughs> That's a different question. But yeah. in order to be on the track team, back, back I'm talking 76 to 79, I, I, but in order to be on the track team, we had to run cross country, which mm-hmm. I believe is 2.4 miles yeah. or something yeah. like that. And for us, the object was not to finish first. wasn't a way I was going to finish first. Yeah. The object just was to just to finish. finish. That's right. And uh, I, I got pretty good at being able to at least finish. Conditioning uh, purpose. And at least yeah. I wasn't last. I, yeah. I wasn't dragging up the end. Yeah. So. No, there was a guy – he was a couple years Cleveland Davis. Yeah, he ran well. Cleveland, right? Cleveland, yeah. was real good. We Cleveland was on our team. That, that's what I'm saying. He, yeah, well, he ran there. Well, he ran. Cleve was well, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleve, I wasn't Cleve. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cleve, Cleve was. I think the best fast. I ever did. I finished third in a in a discus throw one time, and I finished second in a javelin throw one time. And th- th- those are my huge uh-huh. claims to fame oh, when it comes to tracking. And, no. and the, the, the females were, were real oh, good yeah. back then. Yeah, they were. Baton Rouge High had, they were. man, some outstanding girl track teams at that yeah. time. Yeah. 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 And before you, there was Duke and uh, Perkins and uh, there was uh, Marvin, those guys there. And, and uh, Coach Holden's son, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. man, those guys. Now, Jonathan yeah, was a wrestler, were, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, was he? Uh, and, and, <laughs> was he? Coach Holden tried to get me to go out for the wrestling team. And, and I went out. When I found out it wasn't like what I was watching on TV, I said, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> we grew up two blocks. My mom still lives there. As a matter of fact, this year, she's been in her home 50 years. Is that right? Rosa That's Alabama a blessing. In 1968. Yes, sir. And we would go to Baton Rouge High. And Coach Holden would use us as his guinea pigs okay. to wrestle his actual wrestlers. Yeah. And that's how we could play in the gym. If we were guinea pigs for the wrestle, that's what we would do. We'd go over and, man, those guys would twist us all around. Yes. And then we'd yeah. say, okay, we can go play basketball yeah. now. So that, that was our trade-off back then. That was wonderful times. Yeah. Wonderful times. You pastor in, 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 in what is now called Mid-City. Yes. Uh, that, that, that's, what, uh, that's what this area uh, yes. is called, Mid-City. Uh, what, what do you see as being the, the major issues that affect this community. Um, and I, I grew up in this area. Again, my mom still lives in the house I grew up in. We used to be a working class community. Mm-hmm. Now we're a transient community. Uh, most of, if you're, if you're a homeowner, you're an older homeowner, and when they either go on to be with the Lord or move to wherever they move, that home is not occupied by uh, someone who's owning the home. It's normally a renter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, renters are here one month, which makes ministry hard for us, too, in this area. Because one week we'll go and evangelize at a home, and three weeks later we knock on that same door, and that family's no longer there. Right. Uh, there used to be a time where there were, I mean, businesses thriving on, on every corner. Right. And uh, now we don't have that. Uh, and I think, not I think, I know, 
that has affected our ministry mm -hmm. uh, tremendously. We're, we're transient, so we've got to find a way. This is our community, so we've got to reach it. We're a part of it, but we recognize that we may minister to one person one day who's our neighbor, and two months from now, he or she may no longer be our right. neighbor. So one that's of the hard things on us. that uh, uh, I, I constantly lament is the focus that seems to be on national politics as opposed to mm -hmm. local politics and local issues. When I hear, you know, and I guess I'm as guilty as anybody else, I watch MSNBC yeah. uh, all the time. Uh, but when I hear statistics like 4.1% uh, or 3.9% unemployment mm -hmm. nationally, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> they don't talk about the fact that for African Americans, yeah. unemployment is twice what it is Easily. for white Americans. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to local unemployment, there are segments of our community yes. right in this area yes. where unemployment for African Americans is 20%. Easily. And, and, and nobody heightens that. No, no, nobody talks about mm -hmm. that. Uh, the lack of opportunity, uh, the, 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 the lack of, of uh, business, the lack of motivation, mm -hmm. uh, to be fair, uh, the, the, the lack of a nuclear family structure in many cases, yes. uh, uh, contributes to a situation where people are transient. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, pe people, people aren't crazy. They don't want to be transient. That's right. They, they, That's they right. want the same things that everybody else right. wants. But it's difficult for them to lock in and, and become established under those circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I wish that more light was being shined on those realities. Yes. Uh, that, you know, th there's a segment of this community that, that just believes that everybody who doesn't have a job doesn't have a job mm -hmm. because they're lazy and because they don't want to work. Yeah. It's because there's no opportunity That's right. out That's there. Right. And, and, and because there's a lack of education. You're talking about McKinley High School. Uh, Park Elementary School was supposed to have been rebuilt 10 years ago with dedicated funds yes, uh, to, to be rebuilt in Easy Town uh, yes. 10 years ago, right behind Capitol High School, yes, if, if, if you want to know what I'm talking about, uh, uh, right off Fuquay. Uh, and 10 years later, they have not turned over the first piece of dirt, and the school board is trying to find a way to divert that money mm -hmm. into other projects and leave Park Elementary the way it is or shutter it and, and do something else. These things contribute to the very uh, uh, mm -hmm. problems that we have in our community. That's right. And the church needs to speak up we, and we address that. We have to. I mean, that's, that's our position. We, we are uh, those who speak truth to power. We represent Moses, and we've got to speak to Pharaoh. And we've got quite a few Pharaohs in our community yeah. today that we have to speak to by faith, recognizing that God is going to do what God says he's going to do. Uh, you speak of Park... Uh, Park Elementary, out of that meeting that we just came out of, they showed us their slide for Park Elementary. They're going to spend $16 million there and make it a state-of-the-art school to house 400 students. Again, $16 million 
to build a state-of-the-art school. When $24 million was already dedicated to there it? There you go. So, so, so what happens to the other $8 million? Eight just disappeared. Somewhere. Do they think that you're stupid? <laughs> do they think that you can't do simple math? 24 dedicated. We're going to spend 16. That's right. 16 from 24 leaves 8. What you doing with so the other what, $8 million? That's right. That's right. And now what's going to be left out of this? Yeah. What, 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 is, what are these students not going to have because $8 million disappeared? Yeah. It's, it, it's tragic. It's tragic. Um, well, I appreciate you coming by oh, today. I appreciate you, you spending me. the time with us today. In closing, I'm trying to make this sound like we're professional <laughs> folks. In, in closing, is there, is there anything that you'd like to add that you'd like to, to speak uh, to? No, thank you. Uh, we're we're going to keep working uh, as a team to do the best we can for the community in which God has placed us. Um, we This opportunity uh, is, is very, I, I, I'm very appreciative of this opportunity uh, to come and share, and uh, I appreciate your work uh, in the community, uh, be it both spiritual as well as physical, getting your hands dirty, uh, ensuring that we move forward as a community. And we talk about that posting of uh, the, the daily, how we are now. Yes, sir. And I picked that up from you. You know, I got that from well, you, and I picked you. it up and ran with it. Thank you. Uh, and, and I thank you for bringing that to our attention. Uh, and we're just trying to, you know, move forward as a church. Uh, I'm going to leave here and go. Got time to get a jog. So, <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Well, you go get a jog, and I'm going to yeah. get something to eat. <laughs> thank you so much, Pastor. You. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you all for watching, and uh, we'll be back again next time.